Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and it's only one game, but I love my ABCs. I'm Jones, and Kudo better shave his beard to get some mojo going for the Habs. I'm Kudo, and I told you the Habs would make it to the Stanley Cup final. But you wouldn't guarantee it. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first up for Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal. It's funny to me, too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, the Habs are in the Stanley Cup Final. The NHL announces major awards winners, and the ESPN announces their hockey coverage team. Vote Vladi and Bo for the All-Star game. Portugal is out of the Euro 2020 championships. Can the Hawks keep pace in the Eastern Conference Final without Trey Young? Hawks got stuff to talk about, including the false shot heard around the world. And once again, Scrutinizer Jones puts us back on the grill. This is Inter Sports and Stuff. Ole, 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 ole. Fuck you, ole. <laughs> Pretty sure. What are we talking about? Euro Cup? Euro first? Go, Hads, go, yeah. baby. Yeah, that's that was a Euro Cup uh, chant. Yeah, I heard them singing that today in England and wherever else the games were played. So I figure that's what we're talking about. Did they have the uh, Vuvuzelas going or whatever those things are called? The Vuvuzelas? The Vuvuzelas. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that there was only go. in like South Africa. Those the most yeah. annoying things you've ever heard. They weren't that bad. They were on the TV broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> when you heard it like every two seconds. Yeah, that's all you heard. Constant vuvuzela. For 90 fucking minutes of shitty fucking soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Harkudo, start us off here. You refused to guarantee Montreal into the finals, but here they are. Well, I told you they're going to beat Vegas in game six. I called that. Did you though? Yes, I did. I said that they were going to win, and they weren't going to go to Vegas. You said they They're were going to win. They, you didn't say Game 6. You wouldn't say it was Game 6. You said, oh, I think if they lose Game 6, I think they'll win Game 7. No, I didn't say that. I said they were going to win. I said, Roll the tape. Roll the tape. I'm pretty sure that was like an exact quote. No, it wasn't an exact quote. You're high. Sorry, you're drunk. <laughs> no, I told you they were going to win. They're going to Stanley Cup Final. Here we are. Game 1 happened. They lost. It wasn't pretty. They didn't play well. Price was okay. Yeah. I thought Price was good. Yeah. Price was good, but there was like there was that one goal I didn't like. Which one? It was it was like the fifth one, the power play goal okay, that yeah. snuck past him. I didn't like that one. Yeah. What Other about, than that, like what, he. What about the Sherratt own goal? Let's let's that like that's fucking brutal. Let's talk about this play. I had this conversation with also big time Habs fan Matt Kermasco, and he. Goes, imagine trying to make a split-second decision in the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, let's put it this way. You make this split-second decision every time you're on the ice. Just because it's a Stanley Cup Finals does not make a difference when you're a professional athlete. Like, sure, sure, the game means more. It's the Stanley Cup Finals, but you're always... The nerves are high. But you're always making a split-second decision. Like, let's be honest here. In a game of hockey... And second of all, there was no one fucking... Are you saying that Mark Shifley had time or didn't have time? <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, you know, like, you, he could see the play around him. There was no one from Tampa Bay going anywhere near the net. The, why did he stick out his hand and try and catch the puck that was going 
harmlessly into the corner wide of the net. Like it was just, it was almost like well, their their goalie fucking sucks. So he's trying, he's got to try to block. Yeah, he, he sucks. <laughs> he's play, you fucking suck. He's playing goalie. Like, come on. Like, it yeah, just, I don't know what he was thinking there. It was a bonehead play. If I said to Kermasco, I said, if I was his goalie, I'd fucking chop his hand off. Like, fuck that. Well, you give him a slash in the leg. Go, what the fuck are you doing? Let me fucking take care of it. No, you give him a slash across the hand and say, don't ever fucking stick your hand out again. <laughs> don't touch the fucking puck. Let me touch it. Fuck. Care Price has been with these guys all year. He sees them every day. You know, he, he knows the kind of heart that they've got. He knows the kind of team that's there. So he's not going to get down on himself. He's just going to get ready for the next game. That's right. Yeah, well, it's too bad that uh, they're up against my my second favorite team. Oh, here we go. Is this when wouldn't this be like your fourth favorite team? No, no. Oh. I only have I only cheer for two teams. Who? The Leafs and anyone but the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> so you now have forty one or thirty one teams. No, he just said anybody but the Canadians. Two teams. I don't cheer for Tampa Bay on a on a Tuesday night, but uh, I cheer for them. When they're playing the Canadians. Oh my God. Okay. So Kudo, what's your level of concern? I'm not concerned. So like, you look nervous. Like after, I'm not nervous. After they lost game one to Vegas, you got a haircut. <laughs> so what are you doing after they lose game one to Tampa Bay? I don't know. I can't tell you. After they get shit pumped in game one. It wasn't a shit pump. Like get out of here. That's not what the scoreboard said. Yeah, it's a different not what, fucking it's not story. what Brendan Gallagher's face said. Holy fuck. Hey, at least my team puts their blood, sweat, and tears into it, okay? They made it this far, and they're fucking doing it. Our guy was laying on the ice completely unconscious trying to get up. Oh, fuck. Here we go. I'm just saying. He was trying to get up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but wouldn't you, too? (laughs) (laughs) Jake Evans didn't try and get up. He just laid there. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seriously? Fucking soft. Oh, my God. That guy doesn't have the heart of a Canadian. Yeah. Really? Brendan Gallagher got up, you know, Jake Evans, not so much. Like, what a pussy. Just laid there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even with you two right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. Maybe, do you think it was karma uh, that Gallagher got his face smashed off the ice because he touched the table after uh, after the team refused to touch the, the trophy when they won the uh, Clarence S. Campbell Bowl for the first time in franchise history? No. There's no karma for touching the fucking table. Come I on. think it was the hockey gods. The hockey gods were saying, you shouldn't have touched that table. I'm going to put oh, your head into the fuck. ice. Really? That's not, that's not the case. Well, if you're, if you're not going to touch the, the uh, trophy, then why the, why'd you touch the table? He was probably trying to keep his balance. So he accidentally touched the table. Why was he fucking? No, what if he slipped and touched the trophy? That's he could have fucked happen. the whole thing up for yeah. you. Yeah, he could have knocked it over and broke it too. Yeah. He Who knows? He could have. Maybe he should have. And I like it how everyone thought that Caulfield was also going to try to touch it. But if you look at the the clip that's online, he actually goes for like a fi- like a fist bump from Gallagher. But then Gallagher totally turned on him and like didn't fist pump him. So he acted all like, hey, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so does that mean like there's a dressing room riff now? Like Gallagher didn't. Confirmed. Confirmed. You heard it here first. Nope. Cole Caulfield on the outs with the Canadians <laughs> leadership group. Yeah. No, that's not true. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. It happens every day. Couldn't, couldn't even get a fist bump. Hey, didn't that happen with the Raptors and Kawhi and uh, was it Danny Green trying to get a fist bump from him before the game or something? And Kawhi just totally just Kawhi. wasn't having it. And Kawhi and Danny That's Green they separated like, right after that season. Yeah. No, no longer friends. Best friends for all those years. Yeah. No fist bump. He's out of there. They go their separate ways. But they won the championship because of it. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. 
Danny Green was fucking shit in the playoffs. Yeah. He was the fucking worst <laughs> fucking player on the team. That's why Kawhi, Kawhi didn't fist bump him. He didn't want to get any of his bad juju all over his hands. <laughs> yeah, make, make a fucking shot, Danny, and I'll give you that fist bump. Hey, he was making shots when it counted. Danny Green played well. No, he, he a, fucking didn't. He was fucking terrible. He was fucking terrible. He, he did well. Look at his fucking stats in that playoff. He was fucking terrible. I don't think he hit a shot. <laughs> he might. He might have. Okay. He might have been okay in the finals, but the three rounds leading up to the finals, he was god fucking awful. I gotta look it up now. Oh, just I to, love it. Just to see Danny Green's stats. Is there like a hockey DB for basketball? There's got to be. Okay, Jones, you're probably gonna want to have a puke bucket beside you when you uh, when you <laughs> see when you his get stats. That page up there. Okay, here we go. Where's the playoffs? Eighteen, nineteen. What if we just we're getting there, boys? We're getting there. There we go. Playoffs. We got time. Okay, here we go. Playoff stats: thirteen, zero, thirteen, eight, six, seven, three, thirteen, eleven. Oh, there we go. Seventeen, eight, two, six, eight, three, four, zero, zero. 11, 8, oh, 18, 3, 4, and 0 in the clinching game. Yeah, but was he coming off the bench or did he even come off the bench? He was a starter. He played 17 minutes in the last game. And got 0 points? 0 points. He played 33 and 29 in the two games before that and had uh, 3 and 4 points. Accept your apology, Kudo. <laughs> now, when the Canadians are forced to trade Cole Caulfield in the, uh, in the off season, Are you high? He'll fit nicely with Matthews and Marner on that. Oh my god, it's not line. gonna fucking happen. You guys are fucking you have been drinking, eh? You're drunk. Okay, well then they're gonna trade Brandon Gallagher because you can't have a dressing room riff. Yeah, you can't. There's, have there's a no fucking riff. You guys he are fucked. He didn't fist bump him. Oh my god. They didn't give him a fist bump. Like who doesn't give the a guy a fist bump? All right through that. Well, it there's a riff in the lease one because fucking Matthews was out with fucking uh Anderson at the UFC with Justin Bieber and there was no Marner in sight. Marner was at yeah, Arizona. Marner was in Toronto. Marner was at home with his dad. How was that a riff? Yeah, did, because because why did they're supposed did to be Marner, best friends and they're not? Did they give a fist did, bump? Did Austin go for an air high five or something? Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be best friends and they're not. Just Justin Bieber came on and said, "I'm the new Mitch Marner." Yeah, he did. <laughs> he he's trying to be the new Mitch Marner. Huh? They're around the same height and size. So back to Gallagher touching the table, like. Why would you touch the table? You don't want to touch the trophy, so let's just get our hands all oh over the table. Oh, my God. Does it really fucking matter? Why are you making Dude, it a thing? Why didn't they want to thing. touch the trophy? Why is that still a thing? I don't know why it's still a thing. It's just whatever the team wants to do. I'll tell you who touched the trophy. The Tampa Bay Lightning touched the trophy. They also touched the trophy last year, and they got to hold the second trophy. Agreed. I'm pretty sure the St. Louis Blues did the year before that, too. So I, don't, I just don't understand why you don't touch the trophy. I, well, I'm pretty sure there was a year where Pittsburgh didn't touch the trophy and they won the Stanley Cup. No, I feel like the first year they went to the Stanley Cup finals, they didn't touch the trophy and lost. And then the next year they went and they touched the trophy and they won. And then they won? Okay, yeah. then what did Washington do? Did they touch it or not touch it? Uh, who knows? I don't think they touched it. They touched it. TJ Oshie was no, I don't think. No, he wasn't. Hundo P. No way, because Ovechkin would have been like, don't fucking touch it. Okay, here, no way. here's my thing. Who cares what other teams do? But why... Do they need to make a thing about like, oh, you know, the last three teams to win the Stanley Cup didn't win game one. So like this bodes well for Montreal. But, you know, three years ago or the three teams prior to that that won the Stanley Cup all won the first game. So does that mean it bodes well for Tampa? Like, how does this work? 
I don't know. It's just stupid stats that they bring up on a broadcast because I got nothing else to fucking talk about. Because well, they don't want to talk they about have how to have, bad they, the Montreal Canadiens played. Fuck you. They didn't play that fucking bad. <laughs> okay. If they didn't play bad, then I've really worried that they will not stand a chance against Tampa Bay. They will stand a chance, okay? That wasn't their best game, obviously. They, like, It's not like they was fucking their worst fucking game, though. Do you think that was Tampa Bay's best game? All it was is they coughed up the buck and Tampa Bay scored on those chances, those turn- turnovers. And that's what's hurt. That's what hurt them the first game. It was turnovers. Do Do you think that was Tampa Bay's best game though? I don't know. Like honestly, I don't know. They 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 played well. Like I don't know if you'd say that's like their top game right there and then. But like if I were to give that game for Tampa Bay a grade, I'd probably say it was like a B, maybe a B plus game. And just think how frustrated Montreal got at the end of that game when Tampa Bay was just doing whatever they wanted. Look at all the stupid penalties Montreal took down the stretch, including your captain just taking swings at guys. Really? He's fucking... Yeah, Shea Weber got But he did fine. the same fucking... Yeah. He did not happen. Which is like, which I don't understand when Wayne Simmons did the same fucking thing in the game against the Habs, and he didn't get fined or nothing. And he was a, he was a legit two-hander off the face-off. And don't lie, because you guys know what I'm fucking talking about. I, I actually okay? don't. So I don't understand um, how that's not a fucking... The, the a fine, Leafs haven't played in fucking, so long, it's so far out of my mind, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But then this fucking slash happens and Kucherov gets sniped like he fucking got shot in the leg, goes down. Like, come on. Well, he took a two-hander right across the back of the ankle. It wasn't the back of the fucking ankle. It was the back of the leg. And I've taken a bunch of those before and I've never fallen I'm like that. I'm pretty sure Shea Weber still used a wooden stick too, so that hurts. Oh, yeah. Kucherov should have so, been fucking fine for the diving. So you're telling me there wasn't a two-hand slash across the back of the leg? There was a slash, yes, in the back of the leg. Yes, there was a slash. Okay. I'm just saying there wasn't. it shouldn't have been a fucking fine. How do the how do the Canadians uh, legends feel about their captain just swinging his stick with reckless? They probably abandon like, like it. That? They probably fucking love it, okay? Because back in the day, that's all they fucking did was swing sticks, and they had wooden sticks, and they used to cross check think, people in the faces and stuff like that. I don't think Henri Richard would be would be too proud of that type of hockey. That's not yeah, Montreal Canadiens. They're like, here you go. This is what you get. You want to fucking beat us in game one? Well, you're gonna go to game two, fucking sore. So let's fucking go. I think Brand Gallagher is okay? a happens. bit sore. Yeah, he probably is, but he's still out there doing his thing. He's being the shit disturber that he is, and I love it. At least he fucking got up after bleeding and everything all over the fucking place. Yeah, he place. got a good shot in on the ice there. I, I don't I don't think the ice is coming back in game two. <laughs> uh. Okay, what I don't understand, like, usually when there's a fight or something, like, and the guy loses the helmet, the refs jump in right away, or linesmen jump in. They were trying the to linesmen jump jumped, in. tried to jump in and, like, pretty much had a hold of Gallagher, but then let go and then, like, let that fucking happen, basically. Probably because no, Gallagher, Gallagher was throwing punches have been back. There. Well, obviously, because he's getting fucking punched at. Yeah, he's the one that he's started fucking... it. Holy yeah. fuck. Okay, I just I just don't realize. Like, I don't understand how they allow that to happen, though. He lost his helmet. They should be hopping right at getting in there quick and, like, I'd have to see the play again. Ask Artemi Panarin when that's all about. But to say that you don't, like, if you don't think he started the whole scrum would be, like, I would have to disagree with you. I'm pretty sure he started that scrum. And many other scrums, so he probably deserved it. Yeah, he was surrounded by Tampa Bay guys. Picked the smallest guy, threw a punch at him, and then really? and then he. Okay, are you saying really? Because no. that's what that's he what happened. Like the smallest fucking guy. How how did he pick the smallest guy? Come on, Oscar. He he punched Headman right in the face. He got on a step stool, got up there, oh, and punched fuck. him right in the face. He he did punch Sergachev. You guys are just trying to piss me off, but the funny part is your team didn't even come close to getting out of the first fucking round. We did come close. We got to game seven. <laughs> but it's like you guys wouldn't be here, though. So Just think you wouldn't be here without us. Yeah. Yes, yes, I would. The Habs wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be. If, if you had Edmonton. 
I don't know. Maybe Edmonton doesn't choke that three uh, one lead away the way the Leafs do. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We'll be watching Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid playing for the uh, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And like, if the season was a week longer, maybe you guys didn't even make the playoffs. True. Because like, probably in a full eighty two, they don't. Maybe you guys get swept in the first round. Maybe. Probably we do, we, but we still make the playoffs. If, if your aunt had <laughs> balls, she'd be your uncle too. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's a truth fact. <laughs> so. <laughs> Holy fuck. Whatever. The Habs are in the fucking Stanley Cup final. I'm happy about it. I'm not happy about the way game one went, but I'm not worried. They can come back. All they got to do is win game two, make it even, go back home. It'll be a whole different story. Okay, so my next question is if they lose game two, confidence level. Still there because they're going home. Like you expect Tampa Bay to win both games at home. Okay, but. Okay, if- but. You you want to get out of there with a one one tie and go back home. If if they win again five one, confidence level. I don't care. You don't care. No, my team is where I want them to be. They're in the, they're playing for Stanley Cup final. I'm happy about that. But yes, I want them to fucking win. But at the same time, like okay, they win they lose five one in Tampa. So what? They're going back home, and at home that's when you want to win. If they lose game three, then yeah, I'm fucking like what the fuck. And then I'm starting to panic. All right, so we so we don't want to ask you until after now, game three. I don't expect them. I don't expect them like to. I expect them to win game two. But at the same time, like I'm not disappointed completely if they don't win game two because they're going to go back home. Are you putting a guarantee on them winning game two? You oh, just said fuck. you expected them to win game two. So like, is this another kudo? I just know whatever I say, you guys are going to just fucking turn it around and be like, oh, yeah, so fuck you. What? I'm just asking. You said you expected them to win game two. I'm just... no, 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 say it here. Habs are winning game two. All right. Here we fucking go. Habs are winning game fucking two. They're going to come back and they're going to fucking win. Okay. Cool. Price is going to sit on that? his fucking head. He's going to have a hell of a fucking game. And Gallagher is going to fucking score a goal. I just need Tampa to win because I owe you too much beer already. So I can't, I can't lose. Oh yeah. Cause if the Habs win the Stanley cup, you owe me more, right? Yeah, Jones and I each owe you two for. Exactly. You already owe me two. And I should have fucking oh, took no, that. I, I only owe you 47 beers now. I should have fucking took that off. bet with the I Vegas only... for the. I would have had fucking cases now coming my way. You didn't because you're fucking chicken shit. Yeah, but I was also trying to help you out so you wouldn't have to buy four fucking cases. Hey, if I'm if I'm stupid enough to make the bet, Kudo, you got to be man enough to just reap the rewards. Like, it's, it's my stupidity. Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky I'm nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more fuck you. <laughs> lack of sack. Um. Nope. Got lots of it. All balls, baby. Old balls. Yeah. <laughs> old balls. <laughs> Is that the guy with the old balls? Is that the guy with the old balls? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Hey, come on. I bet they're nice. Oh. Okay, come on. I don't think you're supposed to say balls. Testicles, okay? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought about, too. Hey guys, uh, this this was a good segue. It was not an intended segue, but speaking of balls, Chicago Blackhawks have quite the scandal coming out here from their 2010 Stanley Cup run. Seems that one of the assistant coaches on the team, strength coach, I don't know what his I think it was role a video was. guy. No, I think he was a video strength guy? coach. Was it? No, I thought he was a video guy. I'll, I'll look while Oscar keeps going on with the story. So... Allegedly, we'll say allegedly, but multiple players have confirmed the allegations. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they've confirmed the allegations, but they've confirmed the information is true to what they know of the situation. We'll say they, I don't think there, there's only two players that were in the room. So they're the only ones that really know. And, and this coach, but 
Um, seems they had a four-day layover in San Jose before the Western Conference Finals that year. I'm assuming it was the Western Conference Finals or something. It was, it was, they had a four-day layover between rounds anyways. And the strength coach or this coach took a couple players, and I don't know whether it was at the same time or it was different nights, uh, but he uh, got a couple of the players drunk and tried to, let's say, take advantage of them. He wanted to perform an oral act on them. And apparently these players obviously were not impressed with that. They reported it to another assistant coach who reported it to the general manager, Stan Bowman, who's still there. Uh, president, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's, he's no longer there. And there was another senior official that were all made aware of this. Uh, apparently, players and coaches were everyone was in the know of this situation, and seems that it was just squashed. Nothing, nothing further happened. This coach went on to coach at Notre Dame and was fired for um, misconduct with uh, with the player. Just a fucking wild, wild story. And. Blackhawks going to be in pretty hot water, I would think, um, when all this comes to light. I didn't see the Gary Bettman press conference, but I, I can only assume he was asked about it. He was a video coach. Told you. Uh, you're right about something. And it, was the, it was the strength coach that they reported you, it to. So video coach, and they reported to the strength coach. He reported up the line. And it uh, doesn't seem like anything. A couple of players have come out. Brent Sopel and Nick Boynton um, confirmed that – they were aware of the story as it as it was published. So it seems that John Doe, who is reporting it, hasn't come out publicly, has you know kind of confirmed the they've confirmed the story. It's going to be interesting offseason for the Blackhawks. I, I would not be surprised if Stan Bowman gets run out of town. Yeah, I would assume that he'll be let go. Yeah. I don't think there's they've just essentially covered up a what's the word I'm looking for? Sexual uh, assault. Sexual misconduct. Yeah. yeah sexual yeah. assault. And the worst part is that like, because they knew about this and let him keep coaching, that he went to somewhere else and did the same yeah, they, fucking thing. Well, he they kicked, they booted him after the season, and then but they gave him a recommendation letter. Yeah, um, to go so somewhere team, else and do so the, the same fucking thing. A, yeah, exactly. So the kid that he assaulted at Notre Dame will now probably you know join a lawsuit here because the Blackhawks you know negligence put him in that situation, right? Notre Dame's going to plead, well, you know, we did our due diligence and, you know, they gave a glowing recommendation. There's no way we could have known this was going to happen, right? They probably already, you know, paid the piper back in 2013 when all this went down at their school. So it's such a fucked up situation. Like this is like beyond, and I'm sure it's not the first time it's happened in, in professional sports and hopefully it's the last time it comes out, but it, it's just unbelievable. Like, do, does this kind of give you like that? Was it the Penn State like scandal with Rick Pitino? A little bit, yeah. I think no, Jerry Sandusky. Oh, yeah, Sandusky, Sandusky yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Like when I heard of this story and when like it was starting to come, like when they started bringing it out this week or whatever it was, that's what kind of came to my head was that whole scandal of going on like there. How like yeah. people knew about it, but they never said shit about it. Yeah, yeah. It's probably in that same realm. I think. Yeah, it's, to be honest, it was probably around the same time that the Penn stories. Uh, Penn State story broke like I don't know Penn State might have come out a couple of years later but it was probably in the same yeah ballpark timeline it just seems like a fucked up situation 
And like it just looks yeah, bad like, on the NHL as well. Well, and there's still guys on that team like <laughs> Duncan, Duncan Keith, uh, Seabrook, who's going to retire with injury now, Kane, Taves. Yeah, those those guys are still there. Yeah, you know you don't know who you don't know who the player is, but you know like I know Dan Carcillo after yeah. his playing career, he's come out and he's been talking about you know abuse and, and he's you know he's uh, you know points the finger at himself too from like junior hockey and and abuse that he performed on other players and stuff like he, his was more I don't think it was of a as of a sexual nature nature mm-hmm. or a direct sexual it was like it was. The sexual was where they, you know, they'd strip guys down and throw them in the porta potty or something like that as yeah. like initiation. Uh, but his well, his abuse is more in the hazing thing. But I think he also did some stupid stuff like early in his career, like wearing a swastika or something like that, and, and doing some yeah, he's some racist shit, some shit around like the game. But yeah, but he, you know, he was he was there too, and you know, I think he's was trying to bring awareness to this kind of thing, and was kind of censored by the NHL as he was going like the NHL partners and the. The most interesting thing I, I found with this, it was kind of like a freelance writer and it was the athletic, I think, that picked up the story and none of the NHL partners, apparently, apparently a lot of them have known about it or, or had heard about it, but nobody was able to report on it. The NHL kind of censored their, or the partners kind of censored the story because they didn't want it to reflect negatively on their relationship. So this would be like the TSNs and the Sportsnet. Uh, ESPN, NBC in the States, they, they yep. weren't able to report on it. So like the league is essentially censoring big media from, you know, reporting these, these cases, right. Which yep. is just gonna, it's gonna backfire for sure. Oh yeah. looks, it looks bad on them and it looks bad on the Chicago. Some news in the NHL this week, uh, a couple signings today, uh, the Oilers resigned Ryan Nugent Hopkins um, signed up for an eight-year, $5.125 million extension. So it's uh, $41 million over eight years. Not bad for him in a flat cap. I think that's pretty, probably pretty fair. I think he was making $6 million before. So he takes a, takes a bit of a pay cut. Uh, Leafs re-signed uh, Wayne Simmons, Kudo's favorite player. Uh, <laughs> two, two years, 900 k per, $1.8 million total. Um, so that's a good value for him. Keeps him under that million dollar threshold. So if he doesn't make the team, they have to move him, release him, wave him. It doesn't count against the cap. So it's a nice, nice contract for him. He was a good contributor for him. Could play up and down the lineup. He, I don't think he ever got back into into shape after he got injured. So hopefully he can stay healthy next year, play a full season, and see how he can contribute for them. He's playing really well before he got hurt. He joins uh, Spezza as uh, as Leafs that have re-upped for bottom uh, bargain contracts with the Leafs this offseason so far. The Seattle Kraken, Jones' new favorite team, has named their first coach. Jones, you want to announce? You want to do the announcement because you're your new favorite team? No, it's okay. I'll let you continue on what you're doing. You're doing a bang-up job. All right. Former Maple Leafs assistant coach, now head coach of the Seattle Kraken, Dave Hackstall is the first coach in franchise history there. Uh, I believe he was a head coach with Philadelphia and possibly Minnesota. I want to say Philadelphia for sure. Maybe assistant with Minnesota. He's he's been around the league, veteran coach. Did did good things with the Leafs. I think he he was kind of an off the radar candidate. I don't think anyone was really talking about him as as the uh, the leading candidate for for any head coaching job, let alone that one. So yeah, Dave Hackstall, first coach for the Seattle Kraken, and then. Um, 
nobody's really surprised. Buffalo Sabres just re-upped uh, Don Granado to be the head coach of that uh, dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> you know, when nobody wants that job, you just uh, you keep the guy that's there and <laughs> see how he can steer that dumpster down the highway. <laughs> Pretty sure they probably didn't even interview anyone for the job. Yeah, they may not have. They may have made some inquiries about you know salary or whatever, but I think they're I think they're probably cutting like, okay, who's gonna be the cheapest guy? Okay, this guy, we got him under contract as an assistant coach. He's making six hundred thousand dollars. Yep, that's our guy. Do you think <laughs> we might have been able to apply for the Sabres head coaching job? If you have any hockey skills, I'm pro- you probably could have applied for any job in their front office. Uh-huh. I might try. I might throw my hat in the ring. AGM, $25,000. That's all you have to put on your resume and you get hired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. You are, you are the goalie analytics guy, so you know maybe they need that. Maybe. Um, ESPN announced their broadcast team, broadcast and play-by-play teams for the upcoming season. Uh, a lot of former players on the list, a lot of former um, analysts, pretty – Pretty good group of, uh, of talent. Uh, a couple surprise names that, that were on there. Uh, Cassie Campbell is leaving Sportsnet. She's joining ESPN. Hillary Knight, who I think was is still playing, uh, she's going to be an analyst. Yeah, she's still playing. Um, I'm, I'm assuming she'll continue to play. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Callahan, Rick DiPietro, uh, Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks is an interesting one because he's always he's been rumored the last couple of years for front office jobs, so... Maybe maybe the Sabers wouldn't accept him. He wanted too much money for the Sabers, so he uh, took the ESPN job instead. But a lot of a lot of analysts. There's probably like eight or nine analysts on there. So I don't know how many guys are going to be color. Ray Ferraro coming over from TSN is going to be one of the. He's got to be a color analyst. Cause well, he's not. He's not leaving TSN. He's just scaling back his like TSN duties. He's still going to be doing Leaf broadcasts. He's still doing World Junior broadcasts. But he will not be doing like radio hits every day like he does, and I would assume he won't be like ever in studio for Trade Center or whatever like that. Would be my guess. Why couldn't he do radio hits? Uh, probably just because he'll be traveling more, so he won't have the they, time for they it. Schedule them right, like yeah. I, I I don't know. I just know that he's he's gonna step back the radio stuff. He like he's on overdrive every day at like five o'clock, right? So like he might not do. Yeah, he was. Every day he was on uh, Montreal TSN. Uh, it's six forty or something like that. Six ninety or something like that in Montreal. Yeah. I think it's six ninety. He uh, he did like four or five days in a row on like at like noon or eleven o'clock. Like, like he, he had done a bunch of stuff with them in yeah. the playoffs. So I think I think that's just what he's going to do. He's just going to step away. He might still do like the odd radio hit every like once a week or something like that. But well, one surprise uh, me was uh, Chris Chelios. Yeah. Chelios, Barry Melrose is going back to uh, ESPN. I'm still, I'm still shocked at Cassie Campbell. To be honest, I don't know why she would leave Sportsnet. I'm surprised they wanted to take her. <laughs> well, she may want to do play by play. She may want to do in game color, and maybe she wasn't getting. Well, the she was doing but... some during the season. Yeah, she was doing it for the Flames games. I thought during the season, like Flames or Oilers or somebody out there. Yeah, it was. Uh, so she, lives, she lives in Calgary, I think. So. Yeah, so I think it was the Flames games, to be honest. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Maybe Sportsnet's not all it's cracked out to be. Well, they have a lot of talent too, right? And so it may have been, she may maybe she only had a one-year contract with them or something and yeah. just decided. Yeah, they got Jen there. She's pretty good. It. Yeah, she's been good. I think we'll see something yeah. happen with their TV rights soon once they come up. I don't know how much longer Sportsnet's got it for. 
It was a 10-year deal. I don't know how long ago they signed it. Yeah. I think probably 2015-ish. 2014, 2015. Yeah, I don't know when it's... I think there's a few years left anyways. Yeah. NHL award winners were announced. Um, the major ones have been unveiled. So there's a few that have already been unveiled, but I'll just kind of run down the list here. Uh, Connor McDavid was the unanimous winner of the Hart Trophy. He received all 100 first place votes, which is pretty impressive. I don't think there was a. I think it's pretty clear that he was the guy. He put up 100 points in this this shortened season, um, but still pretty impressive. Uh, Adam Fox wins the Norris, done his best defenseman. He was with the Rangers. Kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think many people would have picked him as the uh, as as the guy preseason. Probably wouldn't even have been top 20 on a lot of people's uh, predictions. Yeah, because so. he's still young. Yeah, he's 25, I think. He uh, took a bit of time to develop. He's only in his second or third year, though. Yeah, I think, he's I think it's – I want to say second, but it could be his third. Yeah, he was uh, – he used to be with – in the Avs um, – he was with the Avs, and they traded him for uh, – I forget the guy's name. One of their defensemen, but it was two guys that just couldn't crack the lineups for the two teams, and they just – Changes change of scenery worked for both of them. So yeah, so good for him. Uh, McDavid wins the Ted Lindsay as uh, chosen by the players as the best player in the league, I guess. Uh, Patrice Bergeron wins the Messier Leadership Award. Uh, Lou Lamorello wins the Jim Gregory GM of the Year. Uh, Rod Brindamore wins Coach of the Year. Uh, Jacob Slavin won the Lady Bing for most gentleman like player. I think that's I think that's the Lady Bing. Yeah. He had uh, he only had two penalty minutes all year, and I think it was uh, that's impressive. Puck over, it was a puck over glass too. Unsportsmanlike <laughs> for a delayed game. Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild won the Calder. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury won the Vesna, and Alexander Barkov won the Selkie for best defensive center, best defensive forward. Kirill the Thrill wins the Calder, and then could leave the NHL. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he's yeah. He could go back to Russia. I think who knows. I think he's. I think he's only on a two-year rookie deal anyway. So I hope he stays. Go. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I think he will. It doesn't make sense for him to leave, but Radulov did the same thing, left yeah. and came back. So he may go take some money and then come back when he doesn't have to be a, a rookie. So yeah. All right. Any other uh, thoughts on the NHL or? Well, I guess you could kind of say I was a little surprised with Flurry, like winning his first Vesna. You think he'd have one by now? Yeah, yes and no. Like he hasn't he's played on good teams, but he hasn't been like the best, I guess, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't he's never had, had numbers like guy, this before. Yeah, and I guess he's never really had to carry the team, right? Because when he was in Pittsburgh he had Crosby and Melkin. Yeah. And this year he so definitely Vegas, like carried Vegas, Vegas. is a good a good well rounded team, but he did you know, he played unbelievable. Oh yeah. Vegas got off to a slow start and he, he definitely carried them. Considering he was supposed to be the backup and he was tradable in the last offseason. Exactly. Win, it, it's pretty, and there's still talk of them trading him this offseason too. Oh yeah, because they got too much money in goaltending. I, I heard they're a rumor. Protect Leonard in the expansion draft, I think. They're, they're not in the expansion draft. Oh, right. right they're exempt right. from the expansion draft. But I did hear a rumor of them maybe offering him to Buffalo for, with some other, <laughs> with, for some other pieces to, to get Jack Eichel out of Buffalo. So Wow, that'd be big. But and that poor bastard would have to go to Buffalo. But Jack Eichel's like he's rumored to go pretty much everywhere now. I've seen. Yeah, they, they even said Chicago. Chicago, I heard. I heard L. A. I heard New York. The Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just his name's floating around everywhere. They think he'll be traded before the draft. Yeah, the Rangers have the pieces. That's the that's the thing with them. 
they have all these young prospects and they could move even a guy like, um, shit, what's his name? Number two pick last year, uh, the Finnish guy. Capo Caco. Yeah. yeah. They could they could put him in a, in a package, right? So Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. You know he's going to get traded. Well, you don't know, but you assume. Well, you know, Eichel's going to get traded. Sorry, I meant. Yeah, I was thinking for. Yeah, Eichel's going to get traded. They've already said that he that they don't they don't want him back is what the team is saying. (laughs) (laughs) Because he wants to have this neck fusion surgery that they don't want him to have or something like that. I think that's the same surgery that Crosby had. I think so. If I'm not mistaken, like when he was having all those concussion issue issues, he had that surgery and it like fixed them up. I also think it's the same as uh, Daniel Bryan had in, uh, and and uh, Edge have had in the WWE. Yeah, I think so. So we'll see. I don't I don't think he's had the surgery yet, but I think he's he wants to have the surgery. I think that's condition of the trade. The team won't let him do it while he's still a Buffalo Saber. Yeah. All right, let's move on. MLB news. MLB released their, I guess they've changed up their all-star voting, which makes sense. You can't just stuff the ballot now. So they have, they did the first round of balloting. Vladdy was, you know, far and away the best draw in the first round of balloting. Now they have, uh, they've narrowed down the top three at each position. And I think they have a fresh vote for the all-star game starters. Uh, so Jays have five guys that made the, uh, the final ballot. Uh, obviously, Vladdy is on at first base. Uh, Bob Bichette made the finals for shortstop. Uh, Marcus Simeon is a finalist at second base. Uh, and then in the outfield, uh, both Teoscar Hernandez and Randall Gritchick are finalists for uh, for that. So might see a couple uh, couple Blue Jays uh, starters in the All-Star game. Vladdy and Simeon will be there for sure. I would think Bob Bichette has a decent chance to get added. If he doesn't get voted in, can't see Teoscar or Gretchik getting in if uh, if they don't get voted. Yeah, I don't see them getting in. I don't even see Bo getting in. Yeah, he's like he's having his numbers are decent. Like you think when you think of Bo, you just think of his defense and yeah, his defense is what when he's down. But that doesn't really come into uh, factor in in all star decisions for the most part. So the the best defensive players in the game don't usually get chosen to. uh, to go to the all-star game unless they can put up some offensive numbers too. So, Yeah, I guess. It just seems weird to have him in there. I don't see him as an all-star. Uh, Jays made a trade today to help their diminished bullpen. They picked up reliever Adam Simber and also outfielder Corey Dickerson from the Miami Marlins. They gave up uh, kudos boy Joe Panic and a minor league pitcher that I don't think has been named yet. So good, good trade overall. I think it, it makes sense on the timing. They, uh, they have some big series coming up. They, I think they play Tampa Bay six times before the All-Star game. And then I think they play Boston seven times in their uh, first 13 games after the All-Star break. So, you know, they need to need to get some bullpen help in ASAP. So this guy, uh, Simber, his numbers aren't great, but he's a, uh, he's a, a side armor. So it gives a different yeah. submariner yeah, side armor. So he uh, gives a different look from the from the bullpen. So hopefully he can be effective. He can't be any worse than what they've been doing. So yeah. uh, oh, the Jays were, I think, coming in tonight, they were four or five, five games over 500, I want to say. Um, and they've blown like 10, 10 games in the eighth inning. 
18 games in uh, from the seventh inning. So they could be real good if their fucking bullpen could keep it together for them. And, and their starting pitching, which was supposed to, like, was a lot of question marks, has been best in the game or, like, pretty fucking good the last, uh, the last month or so. Ryu's got the highest ERA of all the starters in the last month. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's that's telling you something. So I just feel like they got to let their starters stay in longer in the games to help the bullpen a little bit. I feel like they take well, them I out think, too early and then the bullpen comes in and they too much pressure on them and they fuck up. I, I think they have been letting them go a little longer, uh, but they're, you know, they are playing the analytics game too. Right. And you know what you, you have to trust what they, the game plan and the numbers are. And I, I think they are, they, they're probably pushing starters out to face the guys, you know, a third time they try to limit it at the fourth time. Yeah. You know, analytic analytically, they say like third time around, you're going to, have a drop off, right? But I think they're pushing the starters through because they're they're seeing that you know analytically the starter if he's if he's pitching well is probably going to have a better chance the third time around than you know some of these guys in the bullpen's numbers are um, with like wins above replacement and those kind of things. So I, I like this deal for the Jays. I, the interesting part to me, so there's a couple takeaways I have is Corey Dickerson is a very interesting pickup for them. They have a they have four outfielders already, so adding another outfielder is kind of a, a weird dynamic. Tells me a couple things. It tells me that they have no faith in Rowdy Tellez coming back. Dickerson's a left-handed bat, so it gives yeah. them a, an extra left-handed bat um, to rotate in DH and you know through. I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think he's played some first base, so I think he can platoon in that role with maybe even Cavan and uh, and Vlad as your backup first baseman. And I think trading Joe Panic it means uh, Santiago Espinal is not going down anymore. Like he's won the third base job or the third base platoon, and he's not uh, he's not coming out of the he's not getting sent down any anymore. So yep. yeah, I, I'm, I think this trade seals it that Rowdy Telez is not winning the home run title this year. No, I don't think did he, he get hurt? No, he just sucks. he just sucks. <laughs> he's just not hitting bombs. Yeah, like he's gonna get sent down when. Uh, when, I think Dickerson's hurt right now. They said he was in a walking boot on the radio today. So yeah, he's he's for the next couple of weeks. I think he's out still, which is fine. You don't need him right right away. It just gives you that. So you you get you have a power bat that you can insert, and yep. if you have an injury, you have some insurance. So you know it, it gives them that insurance. If say Springer goes down again, you know they get they have a fourth outfielder that's you know better than Jonathan Davis. You know you, you probably end up with. Positional more more positional flexibility, and you can get um, you know Cabin moving around the diamond a little bit more. And uh, you know if Dickerson can play first base, that gives you that that option as well. Vladdy can always fl- slide over to third base. So. Our foreign substances saga continues. First ejection happened over the weekend. Uh, Hector Santiago became the first pitcher ejected from a game for having foreign substance within his glove. Apparently, he had a a rosin mixture inside the glove. So rosin's okay outside the glove. It's not okay inside the glove. And they said it was like uh, a jelly or something. I, I don't <laughs> KY jelly. <laughs> no, it was, it was rosin, but it was like, it must've been like rosin sunscreen or something, but it, like it was viscous substance, I guess, inside the, uh... oh, okay. So anyways, he, so he got ejected. They took his glove they handed it to some third party guy. He, you know, he puts it in a garbage bag, <laughs> wraps it up, like, you know, like taking it into evidence. It's funny to listen to the broadcast because they were talking like CSI and yeah. uh, like, you know, 
oh yeah, this is going straight to the the crime lab, and they're going to check it for semen. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but didn't they call the bag like it was something like a, it was a medical term or some crap? I forget the hell they said on the broadcast, but it was fucking hilarious. And then like yeah. you see comment where the guys like, man, it's just a fucking trash bag. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, it was like an evident like they were implying that it was going into like. Um, it was getting like sealed in uh, like an airtight bag. Yeah. Is essentially the I forget the term they use, but but the bag looks like a fucking garbage yeah, it was bag. like a glad bag. It was like a white glad <laughs> bag, and they just kind of wrapped it, it up and then threw it into like a, a grocery bag afterwards, and like, into the back of a van. <laughs> like what the fuck? But so this this saga gets interesting, and I I don't know whether the league was just planning that to have you know peer pressure was going to be the ultimate, and they weren't expecting to actually have to enforce anything because it, so two days after so this this happened on Sunday they had an off day yesterday and then today they announced that he had the ten game suspension. Santiago is appealing, so he's he has the right to appeal this suspension apparently, which doesn't make any sense to me. Apparently, the confiscated glove has not been checked by MLB. So they took his glove for testing, but they haven't looked at it. And while this guy is suspended or when he starts his suspension, it's just a dead roster spot because he's suspended with pay. So they can't, they're not allowed to call somebody up to replace him on the roster. So it's just, it's just a dead, a dead spot. So it just penalizes the team while this guy gets paid for the 10 games. He's not allowed to play just bizarre. Yeah, I guess, but that's, that's also like it has to do with the players association too, right? Cause like obviously they're putting in this suspension, but they can't suspend them without pay because the players association probably would never go for that. Right. That would be my guess. Yeah. But the players association would say, well, you can suspend him. You suspend him with pay. He's off the roster. We call up another guy and you give another guy a major league uh, paycheck for, for the 10 games. Right. Yeah, I guess. So I, I don't think the I don't think the the union would fight would fight that if the guy's getting paid uh, for his suspension. I guess that's the the union's probably why he can appeal it. I, I don't know you know what how this appeal is going to go. Like, but it seems like if they're not even checking the glove, then the umpire whatever the umpire says on the field is you know judge and jury. Like you know they could. The guy could wipe his own boogers and say, "Oh, look, I just found your I just found this in your glove." you're suspended 10 games, right? Like it's, there's no, like, it's not like a, it's not like an independent person is, is coming. Like maybe if the umpires, you know, identify something, maybe they need to bring it to uh, like, uh, like the league has to have an official or someone there that makes the decision. Cause now it's on these umpires to make the decision. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a whole rushed in broken system. Seems like it wasn't thought out. Um, when they, when they brought this into play and it, Here's a fun, I heard a radio uh, interview and I forgot who the guy was, but he was a, he's a former, former GM and he was a former um, MLB staffer. So he worked in the, uh, the commissioner's office and uh, they, uh, like he said, you know, I'll tell you the amount of times that we, we talked about uh, foreign substances in the, uh, in the commissioner's office. And the answer was zero. So they knew it, they knew what was going on. They didn't care. <laughs> and now all of a sudden they, they care and, and so they rush in this this fucking rule and it's just like uh, fucking baseball <laughs> <laughs> my boy uh showtime is uh staying hot shohei had another home run tonight he's got 28 now he's past vladdy he's leading the league he's uh he's babe ruth 
Yeah, he fucking is. I actually have a fun fact on him. Kudos. Fun facts. So my fun fact. Shohei Otani is the fastest angel hitter to ever reach 25 home runs in a single season. It only took him 77 games. And he's at 28 now. And he's at 28 now. The guy's a beast. For sure. Yeah, he's also committed to uh, the home run derby at the All-Star game. Um, So has defending champ Pete Alonso, Trey Mancini, and uh, hometown uh, Trevor Story. Uh, So four four of the eight competitors are confirmed. I know Vladdy is still considering probably guys like Ronald Acuna. Um, I don't know. Maybe Yerman Mercedes would be a, a fallback option. So, some good competitors out there. Like I think the guys they have there are good stories right now. Otani, obviously, he's you know two way Babe Ruth. Uh, Pete Alonso, defending champ, gets to come back. Uh, Trey Mancini coming back off of cancer. You know he's back. He was a power threat before. Uh, I think he's having a rough year, but he's a you know he's a good story to have there. And then Trevor Story, the the hometown guy, gets uh, gets in the Derby. So I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good show when that uh, when that comes down. Oh yeah. Euro 2020, not Euro 2021, has uh, advanced to the quarterfinals. Uh, round of 16 completed today. Jones is leading the pack at a uh, five and three record through the uh, the round of 16. I've only got a three and five record, and Mr. Kudo has a lowly two and six record. I thought I was gonna go 0 for. <laughs> I would I would like an asterisk beside uh, Kudo and I's record though, because Austria definitely beat Italy. It was not offside. We know that it went to Super Mario Brothers in the VAR room, and uh, <laughs> and that's the only reason that Italy's still in this tournament. But um, you know, you you got one more game anyways. So. Whatever you say. You know, the the lines that they put on the field don't lie. There's no lines on the field for offside. Sure, sure there is. When they fucking go to VAR, they come back with a pitcher and it's got two lines and it says this is... But it's not on the field. It's on the fucking video. Sure. It's on the it's field. It's on the camera angle. It's on the field when they're showing the camera. Kudo. It's not like it's just two random lines just fucking wherever they want to be. Painted on the field. That's what you're trying to get at. I'm not you're saying to pa- say that they're painted no, on the I'm field. Not they're not painted, painted on, on the field. I never said they were painted are. on the field. Oh, fuck. Anyways, Kudo, you're just upset. It wasn't offside. Because Portugal lost, and you have to just sit there and not watch I'm anymore. I'm not that upset about it, though. They played well. They hit a couple posts, you know. Yeah, but they lost. Shit happens. Yeah, I know. They lost. Shit happens. Yeah, also, uh, championship favorite France lost to Switzerland. <laughs> that was a good game. Undefeated uh, Netherlands lost to Czech Republic. And... Uh, my my pick Croatia got fucked by the Spaniards. <laughs> that was also a good game. Not gonna lie, I did a lot of wa- soccer watching the last couple of days. Sounds like it. Hey, ole, ole, you put on the ole. the Bell Five app, and uh, wherever you are, you can watch watch the game on the go. So you've been watching it on your phone. If I'm not at home, I watch it on my phone. He bought one of those. Uh, one of those phone straps, so he just puts the strap around. Yeah. It comes over the top of his head, and he just got he just walks around with it. It's almost like a, a virtual reality setup, but oh, uh, okay. he, he couldn't afford the uh, the black light case, so it's uh, it's just open to the elements. Yeah. But. <laughs> hey, whatever does the trick. How do you walk around with it on? It's pretty easy, man. You just walk. 
cares if you fucking run into you something. You don't walk. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't walk into things. It's tethered to his head, man. Like he just walks. He just bounces off. Yeah. So like he just he just uses the left hand. It's like the it's a maze rule. Apparently, I just learned you just follow your left hand and you're all you're. Yeah. Walk with your left hand on the wall. You're gonna get where you're going eventually. Just just tap <laughs> really? around. Why the left hand? Well, you could probably do it with the right hand, but apparently the left hand is the is the way to do it. Hmm. Interesting. I learned something new today. So if you're in a maze, Kudo, just put, use my left. You know, yep, just left hand on the wall. Interesting. I think it had to do with being. It had to do with being blindfolded, maybe. Is it because then my right is is free to punch somebody in the face if I want to? Sure. Like if someone yeah. tries to scare go. me or some shit, or yeah, go with that. <laughs> I can give them the right. I'm just thinking of like those haunted houses or what were those things? Uh, yeah, haunted houses basically. You know, when you're in the complete darkness and you're trying to feel the wall, and you're like, and then they always have somebody that comes out and spooks you. I always want to swing at them, so I need my right hand to swing. Your left hand does the feeling, and your right hand does the swing. <laughs> yep. All right, guys, so you want to make our quarterfinal picks? I made my picks. I made your picks, um, and I want to see how, how accurate I am with uh, with picking for you guys. All right. All right, let's, let's go. Let's see this. All right, so first up, we got Switzerland versus Spain. I took the Swiss. Jones? The Swiss. Kudo? Oh, I guess I have to go Spain. I knew Kudo would go Spain. I didn't want to. Jones, Jones, but Jones fucked me over. I thought Jones was going to go Spain. Jones only went Swiss because I he knew I would. Uh, I thought he would take Spain. And, so. I'm, and then I'm trying to stay away from Jones. <laughs> How's that Italy doing for Belgium. you right now, Kudo? <laughs> Not so good. Not so good. I'm taking Italy. Italy, Belgium, of course. Yeah, you better because I'm taking Belgium no matter what. And I'm taking Belgium. Uh, Czech, Denmark. Denmark. I'm taking Denmark because I took them last round. And I'm taking the Czechs. And England, Ukraine. England. I'm taking Ukraine. Ukraine's not weak. The Ukraine is weak. It's feeble. I think it's time to put the hurt on the Ukraine. I come from Ukraine. You not say Ukraine weak. Yeah, well, we're playing a game here, pal. Ukraine has came to you. How about I take your little Boris? I think Ukraine as well. <laughs> so, so I was three of four for both of you guys. You just had to basically pick the opposite for me and Kudo, and you would have been, you know. Yeah, if I had, a, a, well, you guys both picked Denmark, but yeah. I thought Kudo would have taken England. I should have just got you to submit a list. If you didn't, if Kudo didn't hear who you said, he would have picked England. No. Yeah. And you would have picked Spain. I wouldn't have taken Spain. I would have took Switzerland. You did take Spain. I know because you guys took fucking Switzerland. You took Spain just because they're pretty much Portugal. They're not pretty much Portugal. They're like if you want to go pretty, pretty much, much Portugal, you go it's with Brazil. Much, but Brazil's not it's in pretty Europe. Pretty much the same. It's pretty you much. You guys the are same. like neighbors. It's not the same fucking country. We are fucking neighbors. And you both speak fuck Spain. Fucking the same language, pretty much. It's not. They speak Spanish in fucking Spain. You idiot. We speak Portuguese. It's like the same fucking thing. It's not the same fucking thing. I said like. Isn't that like isn't that like American and uh, English? Then you could say Italian is fucking the same as fucking Spanish and Portuguese. Then yes, there's a lot. No, of- it's the same as Greek. Everybody fucking knows that. <laughs> there's a lot of similar words in the Spanish and Italian language. I'm not going to deny and that Portuguese language. Well, yeah. then there you go. So why are you denying? Because apparently it? my mom can understand a little bit of Italian. Yeah, because it's- and she understands Spanish and she understands Portuguese, obviously. So then why are you denying what I said? Fuck you. That's yeah, why. Exactly. They're because all fucking same. Okay. Because I win. Because yeah, because I fucking win. Fuck you. Uh, NBA is into the conference finals. Uh, well into the the conference finals. 
we have some good series going on with the Bucks and the Hawks. Trey Young got injured in Game Three as the Hawks choked that one away to the Bucks. Game Four is going tonight. Bucks were up by twelve at the half, no. or no? Hawks were up by twelve at the half um, without Trey Young in the lineup. Giannis got hurt in the third quarter. Well, Giannis is out too. Who that changes everything? Yep. Was it an ankle? It was a knee, I think. Who's got the better oh, supporting knee. cast? I got to lean Hawks the way they've you know they've played so far in the playoffs. Like the Bucks bench, other than Middleton going off in the fourth quarter the other day, the the Bucks have been fucking terrible. It seems, anyways, in this series. What do you guys think after after four games? Or what's the score right now, John? It's over. Hawks won one ten to eighty eight. So two two. Trey Young banged up. He's going to play game five. I'm calling it. Giannis is questionable we'll say for game five uh, he'll play i don't know i think what uh looks like a hyper extended knee oh so he's fucked and he's not coming back i'm uh i'm trying to do some some quick research here but um i should have done this earlier yep yep but we'll see if i can find anything all right so who do you think who do you think's coming out of this one did we make our picks already before uh yeah yeah and i still think the bucks are gonna win who did i take i forget now <laughs> you took the bucks kudo oh okay well, I'm thinking now that the Bucks are going to lose, <laughs> especially if Giannis is out. That's good because I took the Hawks. Um, and then in the West, we Suns took a 3-1 lead uh, into Game 5. Kawhi still hasn't played a game this series with his, uh, his knee ligament or whatever. Uh, but the Clippers rallied in Game 5. Paul George put up like 32 points in the second half. They uh, force a game six. Series is 3-2. Going to game six back in L.A. Any thoughts on the Clippers and Suns? Well, I'm just wondering, is like uh, Chris Paul going to choke again? Like, seems to always choke wherever he goes in the playoffs. So, it's like, is this another Chris Paul choke or are the Suns actually just going to pull this out? Yeah, hasn't he, like, blown, like, a 3-1 lead constantly? I think so. At least I saw something about that today. I don't know. Is Booker hurt? I thought he. I know he broke his nose, he's, but is he still playing? Yeah, he's or playing he, with a face shield. He didn't. He didn't miss any games. Though, I right? think he might have missed a bit of that game, obviously where he broke his nose. But yeah, I, I think it's you know it should be a good series if if well obviously if Kawhi's not back yet, he's probably not going to be a difference maker when he does come back. So I'm going to bet that uh, the Suns probably pull it out, but I hope the Clippers can force a game seven. I think that'd be a you know a nice do or die there. Um, and then Hawks, I think, are Hawks and six. It says that he left with a hyperextended left knee, but he might be back for game five. Hopefully he is because he sucks and he chokes in the playoffs anyway. <laughs> We're talking about Jonas, right? Yeah, sure are. All right. Uh, I've got some stuff for you guys. Uh, WWE made more roster cuts. This time it was mostly the NXT program that was affected. One of the better uh, couple, like better personalities. They they released they released the Bollywood Boys. They released Breezango, which is Tyler Breeze and Fandango, and they released was Ever Ever Rise Ever Rise. So you know, three tag teams with great personalities and a couple Canadian boys. Tyler Breeze Canadian, I think. Yep, and uh, I know the one guy from Ever Rise was Canadian. I'm not sure about the other guy. Fandango, I'm not sure. About did you guys? No, he's did American. you just say his name is Fandango? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure that's what I heard. It wasn't Mandingo. Okay, it was Fandango. <laughs> Fandango. Yeah. So those guys were cut. A couple others. Um, what was the one from Sanity? Um, oh, Alex Wolf. 
or Killian Wolf, K- Killian Dane. Killian Dane. Killian Dane. Did Alex Wolf get cut too? Yeah, but then also he said his contract was going to be up in like June 15th or some crap. I forget what it was. He he got cut a while ago, but his contract was, was going to um, be up. He was with Imperium. Yep. And, they, and then they beat him up, remember? And they pretty much kicked him out. Yeah. And that's when he basically got like let go. But his contract was going to be up this or in June. And then... So he's basically a free agent. I haven't I haven't been watching recently. I haven't seen I'm a few episodes behind, but I had a before Alex Wolf got beat up, I was thinking Drake Maverick's gonna end up in Imperium. <laughs> that would have been a good twist, having him join. Yeah, because he thought Killian Dane was going to. Yeah. Thought, so I can still see that happening, especially with Killian Dane gone now. They're not gonna I don't think they're gonna leave. Well, they might because they released all the other cruiserweights. So yeah. Tony Nice was another one they released. They released like half of the cruiserweight division. So well, it's pretty much all all of them. I thought because pretty much they they got rid of the two hundred five live. I don't know. If they actually got rid of two hundred five live. I think that they it was that was just kind of a joke thing that they said. Well, two hundred five live is done because Vince McMahon didn't <laughs> care about it and released all the all the roster right because they yeah. released a bunch of. But the Kushida is still the uh, is it Kushida. That's the cruiserweight champ. Yeah, but that, that's also why I think they brought the cruiserweight champ to the NXT brand, is so they can get rid of the two hundred five live. Oh, so two hundred five live brand is gone. It's just cruiserweight championship on NXT. Yeah, because like saying? the only time I see the uh, cruiserweight championship now, it's on NXT constantly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was on NXT, but I thought they still had uh, two hundred five live. But I don't think wrong. so. Yeah, but they have a lot of smaller guys on NXT anyway, so it makes sense to just have the. 205 or the yeah the, the cruiserweight belt down there and yeah. have it as one of those one of their belts. We had an epic moment in sports over the weekend. The froth shot around the world. Fuck, close the article. Well, guy's name was McBride or something like that. Has to uh, go into going to 18 on the 72nd hole of the uh, Disc Golf World Championships in Utah. He's one stroke back. Needs to make a birdie. Takes out his putter disc from uh, 250 yards, bends it around the the dog leg for I don't know if it was an ace an ace or not, but he, he gets the birdie, hold out 250 yards, force the extra hole. Uh, did you guys see this one? I did see it. Yes, guy uh, guy went absolutely nuts. The crowd went absolutely nuts. Like that was a big fucking crowd. That was that was like a that was like a Tiger Sunday roar when he chips in it on. You know, sixteen at Augusta, like that actually gave me the Happy Gilmore feel, where they all just rush the field, like the the course, and high five the guy and hug him and shit. Like just the atmosphere. I believe that's Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> the atmosphere just had like a a Happy Gilmore feel to it. Yeah, that's a great reference. I didn't, you know, now that now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely that was Happy Gilmore. Yeah, definitely. The, the guy running down the fairway to get his disc, like <laughs> the crowds chasing him, everyone's high five and I'm yeah. like. Yeah, unreal. And then, and then his opponent, who had the lead going into that hole, has to has to then get up and down to force the uh, has to get up and down to force the playoff, and then uh, loses in the playoffs. So. Who lost in the playoff? Crazy. The uh, the other guy. So the guy that the guy that hit that long haired dude the won. Shot won. And, yes, he yeah. won. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he won in the I playoffs. Didn't continue looking on to see what happened after I saw him hit his, you know, his glory shot. We know what kind of fan you are. Big news, just over one week away from the return of Big Brother. We don't have it queued up in my soundbar, so you're not going to get the 
you're not going to get the Big Brother theme here. Big Brother's coming back. We're going to get our, another round of our Big Brother game going. It's going to be fun summer. Hopefully Johnny Hot Wheels doesn't fucking win. <laughs> I'm just hoping to get, you know, into the, the teens maybe this time. Yeah, you don't last long with your players. Well, doesn't... Got it. Quick draw on that. Doesn't help when you take the mystery guest that never appears. Yep. You actually scored higher, though, taking that mystery guest than if you took the guy you wanted to take. So, <laughs> True. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta have some some good and the bad there, but but yeah, you you definitely suck at picking players. Um, your your Big Brother analytics game isn't uh, isn't where it needs to be to, uh, to compete with the big fish here. We're trying a new strategy this time. I'm not telling anyone about it, but I'm trying a brand new strategy. Now I want to know what it is. I can't tell you, or else you're going to copy my are fucking strategy. Are you going to strategy. explain it to us after you make the? No. Nope. When are you going to explain to us? Like that's when we want to know. You guys, like you guys are going like to after we've made our picks, and after after the the listeners have made their picks, will you will you give us your your rationale? I'd like to see if you guys can figure out the rationale behind my picks. Oh, I already know you're going to take in the biggest the biggest guys. We'll see. Most athletic guys. Or the best looking girls. That's that's your strategy. <laughs> that's it's, your it's strategy. Be, it's that's, one of those. That's things. Joan's strategy. Taking or, the or maybe the best girls. looking guys. Maybe the best, <laughs> the best looking, looking guys. guys. <laughs> you just never know. Joan has great taste in men, so I think he would. You know, I think he, we'll, we'll be able to pick pretty soon, uh, pretty early on. If uh, if Jones is going for the best looking guys, yeah, you never know. Ooh, this guy looks good with his shirt off. He's gonna go far. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies will love him, so he's gonna go far. Let's take him. So, are we picking before? An episode like we did with the Canada one? I think, yeah, we'll probably do our picks next week. On, that the listeners on July 7th. So we'll do it the, yeah, that week. And then yeah, we'll, and then the we'll cut, watch cut the listeners bit. off on Sunday. And then, uh, yeah, then we'll give their picks on the following episode. Uh, Tour de France is underway. Um, I do not believe they had a Tour de France last year because of COVID. Um, got off to a amazing start. <laughs> First straightaway. Race just begun. Some idiot lady on the side of the road with a big cardboard sign not paying attention smokes one of the riders, starts a probably 80 rider pileup. Like, I don't know how many people, how many of the riders were hurt. Stage one couldn't, you know, I don't know if they couldn't continue. To, like, I, I think they were probably like 10 minutes into the race, like not even. Like it was, it was literally like they were still like everybody was still in this fat pack of people. Like they're, you know, just getting underway. There was only like five guys that got through it. Everybody else in the field was like on their, on their side. I don't know if those five guys stopped or whether they just kept going and tried to get a two hour lead for themselves on day one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this person's getting charged. The police are looking for her. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Oh Yeah. They're they're trying to sue her. I guess the riders are pra- putting up a protest because they're like, it's not it's not often that a fan causes a crash, but like it has happened. It has happened. And if you watch, like I used to watch in the morning when I got up because it was like the only thing on TV. So I used to flip it on for a little bit, see these idiots just bike up a hill, <laughs> <laughs> and like the amount of fans that would run beside the bikes and like up the hills with these guys, it was like. What are you doing? Like, just stay out of the way. <laughs> it's crazy. They take their cycling the very thing, seriously. I, I, yeah, they do. I don't think this lady had any malicious intent. I don't think she, I just think she was oblivious. She wasn't paying attention. Like, just was like, 
la-di-da, la-di-da, and then, you know, turn, oh, the riders are here, and turn back with her sign, and just, like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like she did a chair shot, um, WWE style with the <laughs> sign, like, she just, like, it was just, like, might as well have, yeah, well, that's, that's essentially what happened, like, she, she went off the top rope with a chair, and, you know, jumped into a 50 rider pile, <laughs> like, yeah, like, every rider gets stuck behind it, like, not all of them. I think maybe like twenty to thirty of them fell, but like every rider is behind this guy that actually fell over, and people were riding over top of him, and like yeah, and he was in like the second row, yeah. So there's like there's only like one row of riders that got through, yeah. But like I think what happened was the girl was trying to get herself on TV with her sign because like there's a a motorcycle with a camera that bikes in front of them, so to take like close up pictures. And I guess she didn't think the riders were as close as they were. And she just was standing there with her sign out and just boom, guy biked right through it, knocked him off his bike. Uh, then the last thing here, uh, Serena Williams uh, retired from her first round match at Wimbledon. Are they Wimbledon? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's out. She's out. She already announced too. She's not going to the Olympics. So I'm guessing she's probably close to retirement. Yeah, like, she's got, she's got nothing else to prove. Like she's, you know, she's got a kid. She's got a billionaire husband. She's worth millions. There's there's nothing left for her, like, you know, to keep battling through these COVID, uh, COVID scenarios. Maybe she wants to have another run at the U.S. Open or something. Maybe she tries to get herself back in shape for, for the U.S. Open. But I don't think she's got the grind to go tournament to tournament to, you know, stay competitive to, to be able to play in the, the majors. So, yeah. And then, you know, when you're not playing tournament to tournament, you can't just show up and then play, you know, six matches or however many it is to, to win a major. So she's probably on her uh, on her way out. Yeah, you would think so. I think so. All right, Jones, you're up. I'm up. All right, let's go here. Let's get her going. Let's get this grilled nice and hot. Grill it up. It's the grill. It's the grill. All right. Baseball, basketball, hockey. Which one do you guys want first? Don't care. I'm easy. Oh, fuck. Like, no help at all, eh? All right. You're the grill master. Let's go. You're the scrutinizer. (laughs) Do you guys think the Jays will find a way to re-sign one or both of Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon? Both. They're going to find a way to sign both. I think they'll have interest in signing both. I don't think they'll find a way to sign both. Like, I don't think money is going to be the option. I think it's going to be Simeon's going to go to market and, you know, he's going to expect a multi-year deal. He's having a bounce back year after, after a down year. So he's going to have, you know, value. He's making 18 million this year, I think on a one-year deal. So he's going to be looking for, you know, probably five years, 25 million. I don't know if the Jays are going to give him that, especially they've got, you know, Austin Martin coming up to replace him. Uh, I think Robbie Ray is going to have mutual interest in staying here because Pete Walker is fucking the the pitching whisperer, and he's you know he's just helped you know guys get their careers back on track. And Robbie Ray's no no different there. So I think that I think he's a he's a guy that they'll try to stay, and I think he's going to have a lot of interest in staying with the Jays. So I, I could see them signing him to you know a three year deal, you know 15, 15 to twenty million a season. I think he would uh, he would jump at it. There we go. All right, let's go hockey. I want to know who you guys have as your top three contenders for the Conn Smythe Trophy. Three? Top three. And- Andre Vasilevsky, 
Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. In that <laughs> order? Is that the order? Oh. Um, like who do you th- I would flip I would flip Kucherov and Point. I think Vasilevsky is probably in the driver's seat. And then uh, and then those forwards are, are right behind. No, I'm gonna go price point. I don't even know who I want for my third. Vasilevsky has better numbers than Carey Price. I'll give a fuck. It's Price. It's my fucking list, and I'm making my fucking list, and it's how I want it. It's Price number one. Point number two. That I think Kudo was going to throw, but I don't know if he's going to do it. Corey Perry? No. Nick Suzuki? No, that wasn't who I was thinking. Who do you think? John Tavares? Who thought I was going to say? Who did I think you were going to say? Yeah. Has nothing to do with points. It was going to be Phil Deneau. (laughs) Phil Deneau for his uh, defensive skill and his face-offs? Yeah. I thought you shut were shut down th- performance. I thought you were gonna. No, but the Cuts might—they don't go by like they don't go by those numbers. If they go by those numbers, then he's definitely there. <laughs> but it's not. I don't know who my third would be then. Maybe Suzuki or some shit. He's been playing really well for the Habs. So you mean to he's tell me a... you wouldn't put Vasilevsky on your list for top three? Fuck Vas. No, because I don't want fucking Tampa Bay there. Speed for pretty point there. It's my fucking list. <laughs> you just. Made I want the two list. Habs on my list. I want two halves on my list. I want only one Tampa Bay player. I'm going to go with uh, Carey Price, uh, Manon Rayom, <laughs> and... Um, Who the fuck is that? That was a girl goalie that the, played for Tampa Bay. The female Bay. goalie that played for Tampa Bay. Oh, shit. I totally forgot about that. forgot her name there for a second. All right. Last question I got for you. If you're the Raptors GM, would you make a trade to send Pascal Siakam to Golden State in exchange for the number seven pick, Andrew Wiggins? And James Wiseman. <laughs> no, I asked nicely for them to just give me their seventh round pick. That's a Macromasco joke um, <laughs> from Offspring, so you you guys won't understand. They don't it. understand it, but fuck, uh, it made me laugh. Thank you, Cromasco. Yeah, so well, I'll, I'll summarize that joke after I answer the question. <laughs> I I I would do that trade. Uh, I think that Siakam has proven he doesn't have the clutch gene. He's a you know great player, uh, but I think they're going to get great players back. Wiggins is still a guy that can put up points. He can't defend, uh, but he scores. Uh, he's not clutch. He's like Siakam. He's got a big contract like Siakam. Uh, but Wiseman, number two overall pick last year. Wiseman. I think I said Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman was the number two pick last year. He's got potential. I think he could be uh, an MB-esque player. Maybe a DeAndre Ayton style. He's, but he's, you know, he's got the goods. And then you get the number seven pick already. You got the number four pick in hand. So yeah, I, I would I would do that trade um, if that's if that's all it took. If that was as clean as it is, then yeah, I think that that makes sense. Could anyone answer before I, I summarize this joke? Yeah, I think you take the trade. Why not bring in uh, Wiggins there? A nice Canadian boy, come play for a Canadian team. So they do it. Okay, so this. So the joke behind this is we had a hypothetical similar conversation going in one of our group chats or Dave Barr, who's our, uh, our basketball guru. He, uh, he said, yeah, I would take that trade. He said he doesn't love Wiggins coming, but it, you know, needed for the money. And he thought that Golden State was a good landing spot for Siakam. Then our, our fantasy sports expert, uh, Dane Kuken Rogers, he, <laughs> uh, he decided to come up with, well, if you're going to trade Siakam, why not pair Siakam with the fourth overall pick, and you bring in uh, you bring in a really good player? Now been the seventh. Um, and then he said he also said, and the, and you you bank the seventh. Oh yeah, because you've traded because you traded the four with Siakam, and then you bank the seventh to pick. So I asked Dane, 
Well, how do you get the seventh pick if you're not trading Siakam to Golden State for the seventh round pick or the seventh overall pick? And uh, and Matt Carmasco says, you ask them nicely. And that's that's the joke. <laughs> that fucking made me laugh. <laughs> that was a good joke. So I, I was just searching trade rumors um, earlier when we were discussing this. And I saw another Raptors trade rumor. And I just want to get your thoughts on this one real quick. So it's Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, the number four pick, and a 2023 first round pick to Portland for Damian Lillard and Robert Covington. So it was it was Siakam, Siakam Van Vliet yep. for and a twenty twenty three first round pick. For Lillard and Covington. Okay, and a future first for for Lillard and Covington. I don't want to see Van Vliet go. I would say no, because they don't have a supporting cast to go around Lillard. You're you're taking the supporting cast that they have in moving Siakam and Van Fleet. So you're bringing Damian Lillard here. You're over, you're paying your future for the present, but you have no present around him. So I, you know, it doesn't make any sense uh, for the Raptors to make that trade. Yeah. You don't know if Kyle Lowry is going to come back either. Yeah. You're, you're expecting he's gone as a free agent. You right? never so know though. He could come back. This is my goddamn yeah, list. He could come back, but I don't think they're. <laughs> <laughs> and you just made the list. <laughs> just made the list! Alright, that's all I got for you guys. That'll do, Pig. That'll do. Alright, thanks, Jones. Alright, you guys got anything else? Well, go Habs, go. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our 57th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out Tee Public and MeUndies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. We'll see you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Hey, Sergio Romo, pull up your pants and hit the music. Happy Canada Day. Go have some fun.